from the heart of New York City. He is the human suplex machine. This is the Taz Show. Yeah, yeah. Talking wrestling, sports, and beyond. It's the Black Tower Maniac coming out of Brooklyn. The one-man crime spree. He gonna leave you shook. Try to beat him if you can and survive if he lets you. Human suplex and he coming for you too. Better watch out. The guy your mother warned you about. And he's got one question I'll inform you about. Like, you're not afraid of a little competition, are you? Award-winning host and former world heavyweight champion, Taz. Okay. Yep. Okay, buddy. Friday here, heck, get your Friday. Friday here, yep, up Friday. Friday, got a Friday over here. Weekend's coming. Oh, everyone's just running amok. Happy Friday. I heard it already. As soon as I walked in the building, security guy Jones downstairs. Hey, Taz, happy Friday. Hi, I said Holly. Hello, thank you. Good moment, good moment. Good moment, sir. Good moment. Hi. You obviously don't listen to the Taz show. And you are, sir. Yes, exactly. You called me Taz, so you know me. I digress. Welcome to the show. If you're listening live or watching live right now at TazShow.com, I appreciate that very much. That means you are the best. Yes. Maybe listen to the audio on demand on Spotify or iTunes or play it or the tune in. I appreciate all that. Or the video on demand. The VOD. Maybe you're checking it out there. Or you're watching, yeah, the VOD full or the nub. You saw the nub, right? One, two, three, nub. They're very fantastic. Yes, thank you. Very. <laughs> Attention, hotline fans. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, 866-475-2948. 866-475-2948. Yes. Total cadence mess up right there. <laughs> I did that all on purpose. I like how you slipped the niner in. I meant I to do it. it. I heard it. 866-475-2948. <laughs> That's the number. 866-475-2948. Yes, you can call the show, interact with yours truly if you'd like. Since the phone number spells out I play it, you should mix in the letters with the numbers next time. I forgot the phone number spells out I play it. How stupid is that? <laughs> Whose idea was that? That is stupid. Wait, was that what's-his-name's idea? No, no, that wasn't his idea. No, he's smarter than that. Oh, 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 I know whose idea that was. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll give you a hint. He has a nickname that starts with a K and ends in a J. I'm just saying it might have been Seth. It's a stupid idea. I think it might have been. If not, he takes credit for anything here anyway. (laughs) Not just on my show, but on Play It. But listen, no one cares about Seth. We know that. That's well documented. I heard someone here on the show is trying to get him fired, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard someone's trying to get him fired. Slamming bods and beyond. I'm just saying. I don't like to start trouble. I don't. You know me. No, not at all. I never try to start sh- trouble here. <laughs> it's crazy. These people don't understand. I sit here. I do my show every day, early in the good moment. And and it's like early in the day. And then everybody else, when I'm done with my work and my masterpiece show, then I leave. And all these slunkers coming to work at CBS Corporate. But yet, I basically just lay problems down on the ground. For, and I start trouble, they say, sometimes. That hey, I you make, know Taz, by the way. Know, that I make these comments on the air about this and about who's getting it, who's in trouble with this, and uh, who's sleeping with this one. Oh, come on, wait. <laughs> so, like, you know, so next thing you know, it's like, you know, Taz, you know, you, you basically, you know, you drop all these bombs, and then you just go home. 
And, uh, okay, well. Yes. What's wrong with that? I mean, it's called uh, being entertaining. <laughs> well, a lot of it you're saying, Taz, isn't true. So what? Who cares? People love it. It's about the wrestling fans. It's about the Taz Show fans. It's not about you corporate jerks. Seth, that is your real name. <sighs> oh, man. So I'm sorry I kind of went off a little crazy. I'm uh, excited about this action-packed, action-packed two hours coming at you here on this Friday edition of the show. Special guest in this edition, my man, the pretty boy Pitbull himself. Yes, Kenny King of Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor Kenny King. My man. Yo, this guy is legit. Most of you guys know Kenny King. You know his work, you know his promo work, his in-ring work. Uh, I've always been a big fan of Kenny, personally and professionally. Really got to know Kenny, our time together in TNA. And, um, you know, I'm a big fan of this guy. Always just a true pro, all business, you know, type of guy. If you're owning or running a wrestling company, this is the guy you want. Because he's legit in the ring. He's legit on the mic. He physically looks legit. He's a veteran, but yet looks like a young guy. He looks like a young kid. And he's a pro. He's on time. You ain't got to worry about him, you know, getting in trouble or nothing stupid like, you know, going into uh, going into a, an arena and beating up someone from the, you know, arena. I don't know why I would even say something like that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just beating people up. He's the pretty boy pit bull, bro. <clears throat> no, I love Kenny, man. So I'm looking forward to having Kenny on the show uh, a little later on in this episode. Kenny will be on the hook on the phone. And I appreciate him jumping on because he lives in Vegas. I'm here in New York. Do the math. So, it's tough. You know, it's tough. It's tough. The show's early. Early. It's early in New York, so forget about it in Vegas. I love how, because you're quitting the show, you just like to constantly put that nail in the circumference of a coffin you're trying to build my show around. Buy a hat. That's what you do. You try your best to always lately. <laughs> now, since you gave notice six months ago, okay, <laughs> you, you have been... One nail at a time. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, yeah. You don't think I know? Bro, I see what's going on. I see what's going on. And, and, and I know where you're going. I found out. You're going to the Today Show. You, Matt Lauer. My agent hooked it up. Yes. I know. That's right. And you're welcome. They're right across the street. I gave it a rub. I know what's going on. I know exactly what's going on. So, and you know what? Good riddance, Captain. Just go. Leave now, actually. I think we got, I think someone else is in the building that could run the board. So the big Robbie's here. You could call. Uh, you could call the show. Actually, he's doing the call screen. He loves to hear from you guys. So we got a lot of people calling the show already. Make sure to tell him about hockey too. <laughs> yeah, he's a big Islander fan, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I'll get into. Uh, I'll get into some sports talk in a second. But there's some wrestling stuff I I'd like to say something about with WWE. Uh, there was some reports out there. Apparently, oh, also, by, I'm sorry, going to give you guys a preview for Hell in a Cell today. I should have said that. It's going to be an extensive preview. <laughs> Excuse me. So we're going to do that in a little while. I'll give you a little preview, Jones. Okay. But yeah. So a couple of things I, I, that kind of I, I read about and heard about and I want to discuss real quick here with you guys. And I'll get on the phones with you guys in a minute. Uh, so apparently um, SVP or EVP, he's probably an EVP, Executive Vice President, or he's something E with a V, an executive and a vice or whatever. Kevin Dunn from WWE. Apparently, Kevin is reports, uh, reports this is, that Kevin is sick and he's tired and he does not want to hear Becky Lynch's Irish accent. Her bro, is it Bogue or Brogue? I think it's Brogue. Brogue. Okay. 
So he doesn't like this, apparently. Now, look, these are, I don't know, I guess people's hearsay in essence. I don't, do we know if it's true that Kevin really said this? You don't know. There's stooges in the company that leak things out, and that's what happens. Or maybe it was what he was said was taken out of context. That could be too. Kevin has. Um, Is he a sarcastic guy? Oh, Kevin? Yeah. Big time. Yeah. You think that I'm sarcastic and douchey, bro? He's ten times worse than me. You do think I'm sarcastic? See, I don't think you're sarcastic. You just think I'm douchey. <laughs> I got it. Okay. That's funny. Okay. Okay. You know what? You're fired after the show, so that's good. So you don't have to quit. You're gone now. So, uh, yeah, no, Kevin is uh, slightly sarcastic, but he's got a very dry, very, very dry sense of humor. Like, you know, he's not a big laugh guy, Kevin. He doesn't laugh much. Ha ha! That's not his style. He's not going to sit there. <laughs> that's not him. That's not him. Uh-uh. He'll say something dry, really hard-ass humor like Stiff Jones. That's him. You know, Stiff Jones. But I, I appreciate his humor. I, I always found him funny. Maybe because he was my boss. So I didn't think he said I would laugh. I, I, that's what I do. I kiss people's asses. That's like here. I read all of a CBS boss. They all laugh. Did you ever say yes, Kevin? Oh, yes. Yes, KD. Yes. No, no. No, I, I always found him funny. All kidding aside, I, I didn't have to kiss his ass, but I, I, I found him funny. And, and he's the type of guy, to be honest with you, if you kissed his ass, you'd be done with him. Like, he could tell right away. Like, that's not it. Except, except maybe Michael Cole. Come on. What the hell? So what? Stop it, Taz. What is wrong no, with no, you? No, 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 don't say that, Taz. No, 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 no. Will you stop? Okay, we're off to a rare and start. So, okay. Do I think, now no one asked me this, I'll just say, phrase it in a question. Do I think that Kevin Dunn said this about Becky Lynch? <sighs> My opinion, and not being there, just knowing Kevin, I do think he said this, Okay. But I do think he's being taken out of context. I think people are always ready, fans are always ready to hate on Kevin. They really are. And it's not right, it's not fair, but I understand that because he kind of keeps himself hidden, but yet he's making millions upon millions of dollars. He has a big role in the company. But in defense to Kevin, knowing him, he's a behind-the-scenes guy, and that's how he wants to be. He's always wanted to be like that. And, and that's what he does. So I could picture him saying this. I don't pitch him saying he hates her accent or he's sick of her accent. That, I think, was exaggerated. I could pitch him saying maybe... Now, I personally, Taz, me, I like Becky Lynch, everything about the whole package. I like her accent, everything. I think the way she she speaks and with her... I think it's great. I love it because that's her. That's Becky. And Kevin, the funny thing is, from what I understand, is Irish. <laughs> so, show you how mean Kevin is. So... No, he's not from Ireland, but I'm sure his family is. But he's Irish. He's an Irish guy. I was waiting for you to go, and he has the thickest brogue. <laughs> <laughs> he talks just like Seamus. So, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think this is a horrible thing that Kevin said this, because I could picture the way he said it. He probably phrased it in a way as, look, I, I think we got to, you know, don't, don't let her cut too long of promos because her accent is a little tougher to understand her and her message doesn't get across. Like a lot of things I say sometimes, and I'm a fan of, of Nakamura, but like I say, or, or, or um, you know, Asuka, because their English, they, you know, is not, isn't great and it's tough to convey the message. I mean, that, that's, that's a, I would picture Kevin saying the same thing that I'm saying on that. Because you got to be able to talk people 
into the building, as I always say. And, and Kevin Dunn would be the first one to tell you that. And he is qualified to know that. Also, I want to say, in my experience in being in meetings, production meetings, agent meetings with WWE, where Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon were both in these meetings on many plane trips with Kevin Dunn and Vince McMahon on Vince's you know, big black jet. Been there, sat there, 14, 13 people, whatever, for years. I... I have never witnessed Kevin Dunn be assertive about any creative pitches. I'm sure it happens in, in, in at times. I've never seen him be, I've seen him give an idea. I've seen him maybe say to a writer on a plane, I don't like that idea. I think we should go this route. And the writer and him would, would disagree. Sometimes respectfully disagree. And sometimes they didn't. Without naming names of some of the writers, I'll leave that alone. But I've, because I, I, I'll keep my integrity with that. But. I've witnessed a lot of this. And I have never witnessed Kevin say something as hard-ass as, I hate that talent's accent. I hate his promo. We should never let him talk again. We should never let her talk again. I haven't witnessed that. Maybe it's happened. You know, I, I maybe. I haven't. And I've worked closely with Kevin Dunn for years. And he's the guy who gave me him events, or the two guys that responsible that I became a broadcaster. So if you hate that I became a commentator, those are the guys to blame. Yes, those are the guys. So, um... So you're saying Kevin loved your accent. He actually, <laughs> he did, but Vince didn't. Initially, Vince did, but then Vince, like, he said to me one time, he said, uh, he's like, Taz, what are you going to do about the New York accent, the Brooklynese thing? I go, excuse me? He goes, well, how are we going to fix this? You mean the way I, I speak? Go, what? <laughs> I go, how are we going to fix this? He goes, yeah, you're doing this thing, and JR's got the Southern thing. He goes, what are we going to do about you two guys? We want you to hang out with Regal for a few days. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? what? You guys made me a commentator. <laughs> maybe you should go to a, a voice coach. No, maybe no, Vince. We'll pay for it. We'll take care of it. Really? Will you get me lunch in a car? <laughs> now I'm in. Get me lunch in a car, and I'll do anything you need, though. It's no problem. Easy peasy Jones. Yeah, no, he, he had a problem. Kevin didn't, but, but Vince... I don't think he was a big fan of my accent. But yet, I was a commentator for years there. Well, you know what? Now he's got a guy who speaks perfect grammar in English, like a Byron Saxton or an Otunga. Otunga's got his Harvard degree, Law School Jones. Here I am, rocking CW Post. Didn't even graduate. Thanks to Joey Styles. <laughs> Told the world I got kicked out because I got into a little fist of cuffs with someone. A little scuffle. In the comments. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I I don't I don't know if Kevin was gonna sit there and, and and bury Becky. I don't picture that. I could see him saying, you know, it's a little tougher to understand her. I could see him saying that. I don't agree with him, but I could see him saying that. So a lot of people are hating on Kevin for this comment. Like I said, I don't know how much I, I actually buy it. I really uh I really I really don't. Hey, uh, Connor in Illinois, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz, how's it going? Good, buddy. What's up? Uh, first off, I have a quick comment and then a question. Sure, go. All right, so I know a couple of months ago you mentioned Jimmy Havoc on your show. Jimmy and, Havoc, uh, Jimmy Havoc. Yeah, 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 Jimmy Havoc. Yep, yep. And ever since I YouTubed him, man, I've just loved watching all his work in progress. He's different, man. He's different. He's really good. He's very uh, unique. I haven't watched his work too much lately. I know he was doing a lot of blood and guts gore, and he kind of changed it, right? Is he back? Where is it? What's his level now? 
I've only watched his like old stuff and all that blood and guts stuff, and it's just it's awesome. Yeah, he's wild, man. He's very talented, very creative guy. Never met the guy, but uh, I'm a fan of Jimmy Havoc for sure. <clears throat> my question is, um, reading Chris Jericho's book, he talked about his uh, Brazilian flag incident where he kicked the flag and they all wanted to beat him up and stuff. Where where's this? Where in Brazil? You say? In Brazil, yeah, a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't. This this does ring a bell. It was I'm sure it was pretty big news. I just can't remember. Well, what about it? So you know, when you guys go on those tours, do the law enforcement like tell you guys like what you can and can't do, or you know, limitations or anything? Uh, no, they they tell the company sometimes. They'll tell like um, a representative. They don't directly tell the talent, the wrestlers. They'll tell someone who works for WWE, like a PR person, that that kind of is like for lack of better terms, a handler for the talent. Someone that, you know, basically travels with the talent, maybe two or three people that work for the office for WWE. And a lot of times with WWE, like I know when you work in, uh, like in England for WWE, they, they have an England office, an office in the UK. So a lot of the folks from that office, would, would they, they know because they live there, they would kind of smarten us up to do's and don'ts and stuff. If you're going to go out and you go into a bar, you go into a restaurant, or at the end of the show, that type of thing. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I've personally never been to Brazil on a tour there, so I don't know the deal. But um, I never worked there. I've never been there in my life. I heard it's beautiful. I'd love to go. But um, tell you who I'm not going. What is the U.S. Uh, swim team? Uh, that, yes. That, that I wouldn't do. Uh, but I digress. Uh, but yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the. The, the details of what exactly happened with Chris, but sometimes they they uh, they would let you know what's going on in that country and what to be careful of. You know what I mean? Thank you, Connor, for calling. I appreciate it very much. From Illinois, uh, good question, good point. Does that ring a bell? Do you remember any of this? I I don't, but I looked it up. I think it happened in 2012. Oh, really? That's interesting. And uh, what have you found out according to the internet? That Jericho was suspended for 30 days over it. Oh, really? Okay. Well, no one cares. I hear you. So, uh, so there you have it. Um, that's going to be missed on the show. <laughs> How fast you can type. Oh, <laughs> you're a fast typer. Fast typer Jones. Uh, what else in the wrestling news? Again, a lot of you jobs are on the phone. I'll get to you guys. Just relax. It's interesting. I, we had a problem with the phones yesterday, and today it's like ring, ring, bling, bling. Here we go. I got a funny feeling. That maybe someone yesterday was playing games with the phones. I'm wondering. I think we need to put a spotlight on this guy, dark in the room, and talk to the Big Rob. Should we get a camera in there? Uh, I think we. Yeah, we actually have cameras everywhere here. You know that. I. I think that there's may, one in my hat. Maybe he's slightly intimidated or angry because of his arch nemesis. Timber. That could be. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know what he yelled, but I heard Big Rob. It's funny that he has a communicator, too. He Dude, just... I just heard him like three rooms away. What did yeah, he I, say? I couldn't hear what he said. He could just talk to me. He just went, like that. He like, he's like Vavoom. <laughs> Does anybody remember Vavoom out there, the cartoon? Like I, When I was a little kid, Vavoom, bro, he was this little tiny guy. I don't remember what cartoon. I'm older than you, but he was this little guy that he would just like walk, a little meek little guy, a little skinny little guy, and then like he'd get mad or whatever the hell happened. He'd see like a big damn. Like, who walks and they just happen to be walking by a dam? And they just go, Vavoom! And the whole freaking dam would just fall down. Well, that's that's Big Rob. He's like Vavoom. Same but different. <laughs> exactly. Hack. Uh, hey, Janela Jones from Ohio. You're on the Taz Show. 
gimmick test. <laughs> What's going on, sir? How's the new gig going? You're cleaning new bowls at the big university, right? Yeah, not too bad. So far, so good. I'm just preparing myself, going to work right now, and uh, uh, going to be cleaning up after Thirsty Thursdays. Oh, so we'll that's see a, how that's going. That's the <laughs> yeah, you got to make sure you're wearing gloves. You want to pick up any of that feces or, or urine, you know what I mean? That's It's kind of get germ-filled, right? Uh, I can only uh, imagine, but yeah, we, uh, we're nice and uh, clean over there. How about the vomit? And you get chunks and stuff sometimes with the vomit, like the kids over-drinking and stuff? Yeah, that's why they call it Thirsty Thursdays. Yeah. So. Uh, it seems like you're working at a great institution. All right, so how can I help you, sir? Well, I just wanted to ask you, with Hell in a Cell coming up, uh, if we could talk a little inside baseball. Oh, yeah, sure. All right, so, you know, with the PG era and the previous Hell in a Cell matches, there hasn't been too much blood oh. uh, or color. And I was just going to ask you, because uh, with the way SummerSlam ended and uh, Randy Orton going Hardway Jones, mm. uh, if there was to be any color in one of the three matches, on Sunday, is it safer in retrospect, you know, as far as the uh, the person getting the blood? Would it be safer to take a hard way and, like, from the cell or from a ring post or, uh, like, from a hard blow? Or, like, back in the day with the, uh, uh, trying not to talk too much inside baseball with a rusty can open. I, I think if, if you <laughs> well, mentioned it, I, I bet you I know what you what you mean. I, I know a little bit of the inside terms. Yeah, um. well, uh, yeah, as far as, uh, uh, like, the rusty can opener and doing it the old-fashioned way. <laughs> no, listen, bro, I, uh, Joe, I don't think that there's going to be – I don't I don't think Hardway is the way to go. I don't think they'll do that. I, I don't know if they'll be color. I was going to talk about this in my preview. But I'm going to be honest with you, just because I know you're like a regular caller and, and you're a good dude and, and stuff. If there's color, and I was booking this thing, and we were going to have color and Vince was okay with it, believe it or not, the match that probably is going to need it, and I hate to say it, and it, it might it might piss somebody off, and I, don't, I, I almost hope they don't do it, but don't be shocked if Sasha and Charlotte don't get color. So, because it's the first ever women's, Hell in a Cell, they've hyped this thing up a lot, and they had to hype it up. There's a lot of expectation. I'm not suggesting. I don't think they should, but to give it an element of shock and awe and to feel like, oh, my God, this is really dangerous, and watching two women in a cell with blood makes it even worse. It wouldn't shock me. I'm just telling you that. Okay. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for that insight, and I'm well, looking forward to it. That's what I do, Joe, and uh, and I appreciate you calling, big guy. Thank you very much for calling the show. You know, are you shocked to hear me say that, Cap? Honest. I think I can kind of see it. I, mean, I wouldn't oh, be shocked. Oh, look at this guy. Typical. Typical when someone's quitting it wouldn't the show. Be, it wouldn't be the first oh, match out of the three Hell in a Cells that I'd pick if you uh, were saying. Well, you know what? Nobody asked you. How about that? Okay? <laughs> Nobody actually asked you what you thought. Okay. Now I really wish we had an instant replay <laughs> Well, let's go back and look at this, Taz. Uh, let's see what's going on here. Um, yeah, I, I'm just saying, look, I think that there's been a ton of hype on this match with Sasha and Charlotte, and there needs to be. There should be, and WWE has hyped it the right way. You got Look, you guys that listen to the show or watch the show, my show every day, know my problem with the way they did the contract signing with Mick Foley in the ring on Raw. I thought Mick was amazing. I thought that both girls undersold 
what the advice Mick was trying to give them of the dangers of the cell. That I didn't like. They were just sticking to, I'm going to beat you, and I'm going to beat you. I'm going to get that title. I'm going to beat you. And, and, and I think that they treated it just like a regular match from the talent's perspective. But yet Mick, they handled the right way. What's interesting, too, is if you go to the WWE page and look at the Hell in Cell preview, they have the uh, women's match listed first at the very top. Interesting. 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 Hey, uh, Angel from San Antonio, Texas. You're on a Taz show, buddy. Hey, top of the moment, Taz. Hey, good moment, sir. How are you? Hey, doing good, doing good. Captain, I'm going to miss you. You know, I wish you the best. Thank you. You know what, Angel? I feel like people have been saying, hey, Captain, going to miss you. I feel like they've been saying that for about a year now because <laughs> he gave notice like seven months ago. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually, I think like you said, it's like the biggest rage quit. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I, I, I got to I, I gotta keep that in mind next time I quit, you know. <laughs> uh, you know what, boss so, man? I'm quitting in 2018, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to show you. you know? I'll show you in two years what I'm going to do. <laughs> exactly. So I've I got a, 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 a comment and a question real quick. Yes. So um, I, like like many others, like I just stopped watching Raw completely. And it, it, it feels like it's like a monkey off my back. Because, you know, for the longest time, like, those three hours, man. I could do so much in that time. Right. right. And like ever since, ever since the whole uh, pay per view with Sheamus and Zara going, like you know, like basically it was just a draw or whatever. Right. Right. And then, and then the next day they were like, "Oh, you're not gonna have a tag team match." I was like, "I'm done," because right. I, I thought it was someone was gonna get like a title shot, and now again, that that just that was like the the bra, yeah. the straw that broke, broke your camel's back. back. Right. Got it. Yeah, yeah. So now it's great because now uh, instead of instead of watching Raw, like I watch uh, Lucha Underground or uh, mm. or now I'm watching like um, PWG. Like, That's it's cool. great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. So I was gonna say thank, thank you, thank you, WWE for. Uh, Screwing that up because now I can, I can watch I can watch indie wrestling. So that's great. There you and go. Then, uh, <laughs> that's, well, that's what's happening. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? Uh, I'm 28. Okay. See, that's I said this the other day, Angel. I said this the other day. Cats in that age demo that you're in, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of what's happening. You, you guys are starting to veer away a little bit because you're angry, at, and you, you've been giving WWE a lot of chances. Now you're jumping away, and you're realizing due to the power of wrestling on that streams online, you know, companies like, you know, Chikara or, or like, uh, you know, Progress or Rev Pro and only have these websites or obviously Evolve now with Flow Sports, like, Stuff like that. There's so much great wrestling out there. You don't need to put up with this stuff. See, like little kids aren't going to sit and go online, most kids, and watch a, a strong indie. You know what I mean? They want the character. They want the larger than life character and the machine knows the WWE. You know what I mean? So, but guys like you, that's where the money is. You know, you guys are jumping away. Oh, yeah. Especially like now, now you know, I have a family and all that. I just don't have time to sit there for three hours and just like hate life. Yeah. I hear you. Know? you. I hear you. What and else then, we got? Uh, also, yeah. And and also, uh, so I, I was watching the PWG Bola. Yeah. And um, for those that don't know, Bola yeah. is Battle of Los Angeles. It's a big yeah, show, so right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. And then uh, I just want to say, Jeff Cobb, he has to be. He, he's like a spitting image of you. <laughs> like just the way he carries himself. Yeah. The way he's he, like he he pops his hips. Like, um, in my opinion, he seems like he's like, he's like a modern day Taz. But like for you though, like who, who do you think? Is closely resembles your your wrestling style. Well, Jeff Cobb. I mean, I, oh, I, okay. I def, no, I agree with you, and uh, I think that. And thank you for calling, Angel. I mean, and Jeff's been on the show, 
Uh, he is possibly, he might be Matanza. Allegedly. Undergr- Allegedly, he might be. We had Big Jeff on via the Skype a couple of weeks ago, right? I think it was a, maybe more than a couple of weeks ago, but yeah. How many weeks on. about was it? I'll have to search. No, just give me a number. <laughs> oh, six. Oh, I think it was five. So, <laughs> <laughs> argument of Jones. No, no, I, I would say Jeff Cobb is a guy who... I humbly say this. I'm, I sound like cocky Jones. Oh, yeah, you know who reminds me of me? I'll tell you right now. You know, I'm not doing that. What am I, an ex-NFL quarterback doing color commentary on football? That's what those guys do. <laughs> Boomer. So, no, I I, uh, I would say, you know, Jeff Cobb is, has a similarity to my style. I think because he's shorter in stature also. It was um, on September the 23rd. Okay, easy. Easy, <laughs> tough guy. How many weeks ago was that? Uh, about a little over four, I guess. Okay, so we were both wrong. So uh, We both went over. We both if went we were over. on the prices Right, we'd be yes. done. Yes, Price is Right. Uh, y- your grandma wants her TV show back, bro. <laughs> price is Right. So how old are you, dude? Really? Like an old man? What are you, like Uncle Jesse? What is that? <laughs> Uncle Jesse. Dukes of Hazzard. It's Listen, still on the air. I'm trying to make a point, sir. It's bad enough you're ruining the show because you're quitting. Stop throwing bombs at my show. Sorry, Robbie just yelled today. I watched the prices. <laughs> <laughs> Back to suplexing. So I Jeff Cobb definitely, and I that's a compliment to me because I'm a big fan of Jeff's work and I think he's a tremendous athlete, uh, legitimate dude. And yeah, I would say Jeff's throws were similar to the way I did my throws. Um, different, a little different to me, but I'd say he, as far as a male, uh, a male wrestler, my style, and I would say, of course, Becky Lynch, from a female perspective, I think my style of throws, um, I've talked to Becky offline, off, you know, and, and I know that she, I just sound so self-serving, I know that she w- watched a lot of my stuff, and, and I, hopefully I inspired her a little bit from what I gather, let's just put it that way. Um, that sounds so self-serving, right? Dude, did I just say that like that? Like egotistical Jones? No, I don't think so. No? Stating fact. Yes. I guess so. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go to break. Uh, the other guy, <laughs> just <laughs> flat Jones to break. <laughs> I have to go to break because I have to. And and that's number one. Number two, on the other side of break, uh, I got, these phones are ringing like crazy. I got to get to a couple more calls. I'm also going to get into the uh, Hell in a Cell preview. And I want to talk a little bit about some other wrestling news. I'll try and do some football if I can. And later on, special guest, the pretty boy Pitbull, Kenny King, right here on the Taz Show. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. I went back here, Taz Show. Friday edition of the show. A little later on, we got Kenny King from Ring of Honor coming up. Chairman of Champions, Kenny King. Pretty boy Pitbull, my man, will be coming on the show here via the phone. Looking forward to talking to Kenny. Have not talked to him in a while. Great dude. Gift of gab. Tremendous in-ring talent. Excellent wrestler. Excellent guy. Big fan of Mr. King. So looking forward to chatting up with him. Bad Money Slim. Got to give Bad Money Slim a shout out on Twitter. He posted a very, very, very funny picture of the captain where he's going for his new show. The captain will be on the panel. He'll be part of the Today Show team. Yes, that's where the captain's going. He will be working with the legendary Matt Lauer uh, on the Today Show. Uh, the captain will take all of his broadcasting techniques he learned from me and bring them to the Today Show. Yes, that's where the captain's going. I just want to thank Carson Daly for introducing oh, me. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, you bastard. You bastard. Ah! I'm going to kick your ass! 
nice. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll tell you this right now. I'll tell you this right now. You know, the uh, brain fart Jones. I just had something I was going to say, and I can't remember. That's what happens. Chair shots. <laughs> I had something good. I was going to zing you pretty good. Oh, man. Right over the head. No, no, no. But no. Was it, was it a jerk store coming? You're going to do. <laughs> you're going to do great at the Today Show. You really are. You're going to be great there. Oh, Matt Lauer. That's what I was just saying. I mentioned Kevin Dunn earlier. I don't know if I ever said this on the air. I might have, but um, uh, just a little tidbit. Just letting you guys know. <laughs> when I worked at WWE Studios for a long time, I have this. I'll say. I've heard from many people there. I, I don't think I've ever asked Kevin. But do you realize that Matt Lauer actually tried out to be a WWE announcer? Really? I did not know that. Yes, he did. And he was told, no! <laughs> I am not kidding you. I believe Kevin was the guy who said, you are not coming on the show. You are not coming in the company. We're not signing you. Yeah. Well, they showed Matt. <laughs> Matt really floundered after that. Floundered is the word, Taz, not floundered. Dumbass. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no one seems to really care, so it's fine. Hey, uh, Charlie in Brooklyn, you're on the Taz Show. Uh, oh, oh. Hey, yo. uh oh, oh, Hello, Captain. Hello. This is my farewell to you. It's your nemesis. I hope that you do well. Wait, wait, wait. Which nemesis? <laughs> Ohio Jones. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Oh, Ohio Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's How'd right. you find out I'm moving to Cleveland? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I know that you're moving to Lima, Ohio, to do the Al Snow Show. Ooh, that'll put Dad, you to you bring that one up. That'll be Snorfest City if you're doing yeah. Al Show. I love Al, but he's not really engaging. I mean that in a nice way. I know Mama and Papa Tom got the Harry Potter little cubby room all ready for you. This guy ready. hates you. This guy hates you, Cap. He hates you. Oh, I got it. This is my farewell. I know he's got a couple weeks left, but I figure I'm like the Brock Lesnar of callers. I'm oh, once every few, I'm once every few months. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you, Charlie, you make like an appearance. You just make you're an appearance guy. That's all you are. That's you're right. Just small you know, shots. Yeah, I got you. Don't don't forget Taz when CM Punk's on Ultimate Fighter, where it came from. I know that you own the IP now. Oh, but. that's right. That was you. That was you. And, and I'll tell you what, dude. I think you're right on that. That that was you. And I'm glad you reminded me because I would have forgotten. All kidding aside, but you're right, Charlie. I think that's a great idea. Um, if and when they do that, is that show still going to be on Ultimate Fighter? I heard something that that might be gone. Is that true? Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. No, they, they're apparently doing it. Uh, they're doing auditions now. Okay, don't let the facts get into a good story. Okay, Charlie, <laughs> how can I help you, sir? Well, I just really called to uh, you know wish the captain best of luck. Uh, oh. I know I like to bust his chops a little bit, but I had a but it was a good time. Um, do you think him and now, Matt him and Matt Lauer will have good chemistry on the air? Uh, yeah, you know I think <laughs> you know I think it'll last about. Six days. Yeah, not, yeah. Not a full week. But, He'll last longer than Billy Bush did. What oh, the hell? Come on. That wasn't right. right. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna blow up his ego too much. The, okay. The, yeah, I hear you. That's already the, past due. But again, how can yeah, I help exactly. you, sir? He, how can I help? He gets, you? he gets five seconds of my call. <laughs> uh, the Taz. Uh, one thing I want to ask is, but when's my first indie ever? I went to the House of Hardcore when yeah. I was on Long Island, yep. and uh, I'm just curious. The first two matches, the finishes were both pedigrees, and mm. Do these guys, like, not talk to each other, like, backstage? Because then the, the crowd the entire night kept chanting for pedigree, thinking it, hoping that every match was going to end with it. That, that, oh, that's interesting. That I'm surprised on the Tommy's watch that would happen. Um, uh, I don't know. I can't speak on the matches. I didn't see them. I don't know the show. I'm not saying you're not telling the truth. but So I don't know. Uh, guys do talk, yeah. And 
whoever's putting the matches together, and even on indies. Thank you, Charlie, for calling. I appreciate it, big guy. Even on independent shows. Yeah, guys talk. Of course, they communicate. Usually on independent shows, to be honest, the locker rooms are smaller because they're smaller buildings. So it's more of an intimate locker room where everybody's right near each other. So, uh, you know, if you and they all know each other's work style. So if you know a guy knowing there's a pedigree and I want to do a pedigree in my match, I might want to go over to Joe Blow and say, hey, bro, are you going to do a pedigree tonight? Because I'm looking to do it for a finish. And then let's go to Tommy Dreamer because he's in charge of House Hardcore and say, Tom, look, one of us, both of us want to do the pedigree. Who can do it? Whatever. So I think maybe that was just a mistake. Um, Again, I don't know the storyline. I'm sure. Look, I respect Tommy's intellect to book. So he knows what he's doing. And usually with stuff like that, attention to detail, he's very good. So it could have just been a mistake. I mean, uh, it could have just been an audible in the ring. Again, that's tough to really make a strong comment about it because I didn't see the show and the matches. So I don't want to sit here and knock the talent or Tommy's booking because I didn't see it. So, um, but like I said, Tom is usually very much on par and in the zone when it comes to uh, booking. Hey, uh, also, I, I talked earlier about um, all that stuff with Kevin Dunn and maybe him not liking Becky Lynch's accent. Uh, something else that. You know, caught my eye that that's kind of, I guess, newsworthy to talk about. It's kind of very, well, it's not kind of, it's very important because it came out of Vince McMahon's mouth himself. And I'm going to paraphrase. I'm not reading it. Maybe Captain could every once in a while dip in here. But there's reports from a call that Vince, I guess, did his third quarter endings call or something like that, right? And uh, Vince was on, and all these different reporters are on the call, and they, and Mike Johnson's one of them uh, from PW Insider, my boy Mike. And, you know, the Taz Show never gets an invite for this stuff. Oh, no. Why would they do that? Do you want me to send out a few texts? I think I have the perfect person that should have been on that call as a reporter for the show. Could you imagine that? (laughs) Robbie screaming at Vince McMahon? (laughs) That would have been. That would have been awesome. I'd pay money to watch that. (laughs) We'd be like with Howard Stern's show years ago. They had, what's his name, go out and do like, uh, like not hack, like comedy bits where they go to interview people. But like as a and the Baba Booey, Baba Booey, like Stern did this years ago. So I don't want to hack the great Howard Stern. I'm just saying, like something, something this like stuttering that. John. Well, this might have been stuttering John. Yeah, it might have been. Yeah, I, I wasn't like a huge fan, but I think it might have been. And and it was just like they'd have all these serious reporters and stuttering John, or one of those guys, would like do his bit. That'd be great if you know we sent a Viking on a conference call to Vince. <laughs> oh man, that'd be just awesome. Vince, I have a question. Do you think the Jets should start Billy Ray Gimmick at offensive tackle this week or John Blow Jones or Billy Rottencock? Who should they start at offensive tackle? That would, yeah, that's kind of how that would go. It would be great. I digress. Hey Vince, I was at the Islander game last week. <laughs> Vince, are you a Canadians fan or an Islander fan? So, so it would have been. So, anyway, uh, Vince, all kidding aside, Vince, I'm on the call. He was, I guess he was asked if he would ever sell the company. Now, if someone, if I didn't read what I read, like the kind of the transcript, I would think that he would say, no way. It's not for sale. It's a family business, the pride, his pride in wrestling and all that. But I'd be wrong because he kind of said, hey, you know, it's we're a business. We're open for all ears, especially offers we can't refuse. Yeah, the quote I'm seeing here, too, is we are open for business. Yeah. Which it's, I think it's smart on his end. Of course. No, it is. But I, I'm just telling you, like, I, unless I was fooled, I mean, a lot of us around Vince, like, for a lot of years, like, he is, I've talked about this on my show, very pride-filled for the industry and the, especially the company he's built. And that his father, like, this guy, like, 
has so much pride in his dad who's no longer with us um, and respects his dad so much and what his dad built. You know, like it's a it's a huge thing. Like he's the McMahon name in wrestling and, and sports entertainment and all that to Vince. That's why I'm a little surprised at it. Because I, I know, I've heard, I've talked to Vince himself many times and been in conversation with two other two two or three other people along with Vince about like just about the company, about the business. I mean, unless he was just sitting there BSing us, which I don't, why would he have to do that? Sitting there talking for like 40 minutes about wrestling and the history of it. And I talked also about Vince, just side note Jones here. Vince also, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you won't be shocked at this, but I'm just, some of you might be. He is a, like, huge, huge student of the game. Like, old school, like, I mean, he knows his history. And because he grew up in the business, but he cares about it. Like, he cares about it. And I've talked about that one of my early shows here with CBS, that Vince really, uh, the Hall of Fame, like, to Vince McMahon, like, it, it, it doesn't just represent WWE or WWF wrestlers. Like, you know, and we know that because of the guys that, and girls that have been put in there. But what I'm saying is Vince really takes pride in that Hall of Fame because he feels it's his due, he has to do his due diligence to represent the industry because he has the power, the money, success, and he's the hood ornament of the business, that it's his job to handle the Hall of Fame on behalf of the wrestling industry. I'm not, I'm not kidding you. That, that's Unless I was lied to and worked by Vince for a long time in conversations, he's that pride-filled. He really is. He really, really is. That's no joke. You know, I critique a lot of the booking and what stuff he does there, and I, ha- I do. But I also, you guys know, I respect him. I respect him immensely. I've learned a lot from him, and I owe a lot to him, and I've thanked him. I think I might have shared this. When I, I don't know if I did. When, when I got this gig here and got the opportunity to do a daily show with CBS, live video show, I, I emailed Vince McMahon, and I thanked him for seeing something to me as a comp. Did I ever say this on the air? I think you may have once. Oh. Right. Maybe. Qualifying Jones. You you learn from me. I honestly I sometimes mix up what we say on air and what we say off air. I know. So, I do the same thing. Yeah. Because it's organic city here. You know, it's very organic city. What was I talking about? Oh, Vince, Vince selling Vince, WWE. Yeah. So yeah, it sounds like he he said he'd be open. He'd be open to I'm just I know that's a good business move. It's a publicly traded company. I get it. I'm just still surprised that he would say that. I wonder if he muttered anything under his breath after he said, we're open for business. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, F no. <laughs> Maybe. You know, he, bro, he's probably just tired, too. Maybe he doesn't want to handle over to Hunter. I don't know. Stephanie and Hunter, I, I, you know, maybe, maybe, I don't know. Who knows what's going on there behind the scenes at the, when they're eating Thanksgiving turkey dinner? Who knows? Ha ha! Do they have lots of food fights off camera? <laughs> Well, here we go. Comedy Jones, he's leaving the show. He's just going to just throw bombs in the show. Oh, yeah. Let me just mess up the flow. Taz is on a good point. Let me just be Comedy Jones. This is what I'm doing with Matt Lauer, Taz. I got to do it with you. Buy a hat. This is what I got to do. Taz is trying to make a legitimate point. Talking serious, and I'll bring the comedy. You made a legitimate point. Oh, stop being so defensive. I'm putting you over. <laughs> yes, you are, but not enough, sir. And thank you. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, whatever. 
I'll talk more about that in a second. Hey, uh, Miguel from New Jersey, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, Taz, how are you today? Good, buddy. What's up? Hey, not much. Uh, first off, I just wanted to start by saying I think uh, Captain with Matt Lauer and Savannah Guthrie has a nice uh, ring to it, don't you think? <laughs> it's perfect. I mean, just look at the way uh, Bad Money Slim tweeted something, a photo of, of, of the captain on a panel. That was from a rehearsal, apparently. Where the captain, a test run. It was a test run rehearsal. Captain had sunglasses on, stole my gimmick, wearing sunglasses indoors, the whole thing. Nice, nice. So uh, I had a question for you, Taz. The other day when uh, you had Joey Styles on, you were talking, or he was kind of talking about the fact that... uh, Uh, He talked a lot. Yeah, he talked too much. (laughs) He loves to talk. He loves to talk. I know, I know. He's he's my boy. He's my boy. He is a great guy. Yeah, I met him once. He's a real nice guy. Um, Well, too, you really get to know him, but you got to really get to know him. Like, the first time you meet him, he seems great. Second time, he's awesome. After that, it's like, I had enough with this guy. You know what I mean? That's kind of like me. You know? <laughs> God, I'm sorry. Continue. <laughs> no, no, no. No problem. Uh, so, he was kind of talking about the fact that, you know, and, and you kind of mentioned it, too, that Corey Graves was kind of bullying Tom Phillips around on, on Raw. You hear it a lot on Raw. You hear it a lot. I'm not. I'm sorry, not Raw. On uh, NXT. NXT, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he kind of does it to Byron, too, on Monday Night Raw. But my question to you is, and, you know, I'm not sure how much you know of this, but do you think he's being fed those lines towards Byron? Because if you notice, he doesn't really see anything towards Michael Cole. So yeah. is it a fact that he's being fed those lines, or is yeah. it just that Michael Cole has so much, you know, stamina and prestige being around for so long that he just kind of steers away from not saying anything towards Michael Cole? A combination of both. That's a good question, and I will gladly answer it for you. Um, so here's the thing, and I know I'm not there, but I kind of know the way it goes, though. So, because I've been in that role for a long time. So I, I think the way that Corey's being produced on NXT is completely different than he's being produced on Raw because it's two different people producing him. That's number one. So that right there you have to realize, see, on, on NXT, my prediction is he's being produced by <laughs> Michael Cole. But on Raw, he's being produced by Vince and probably Stephanie McMahon. And I do think that he, Corey Graves, on Raw, is being fed those lines uh, to take shots at Byron Saxon, uh, for sure. And I think they're steering away from having him bash Michael Cole because they don't want to emasculate Michael Cole any more than they did to Michael Cole over all the years that they did emasculate him. Okay, which I think is smart by WWE, but I also don't think you need to emasculate uh, uh, Byron Saxon. But they're feeding him these lines to do that, and Byron... Seems, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong on this, but he seems like he plays into it doing the ha-ha, goofy, class clown gimmick. Like, he, he sometimes he don't seem like he takes himself too serious. Like, he gets shot, like he's just like the sacrificial lamb. He just takes and eats these shots and laughs it off, and he's like Joe Goofy. So I, I guess it's, it's maybe maybe it works. I don't know, maybe that's what Vince wants from a, a, comedi- a, a, a comedic per, uh, you know, perspective. Maybe that's why that's happening. Um, I don't like it. I also, just like Joey and I talked, and JR and I have talked, you know, the three-man booth sucks, but WWE just likes the three-man booth, you know, and they, they, they're doing it on both their shows. I hate it. But I think that, that Corey Graves is being produced differently on each show because he's being produced by two different guys. If you also, to take it to another level, to Miguel's point, and thank you for calling Miguel from New Jersey, to take it from his point, look at, and I think I said this already, uh, look at uh, recently, look at, um, you know, Tom Phillips. His demeanor and attitude on NXT as the play-by-play man is completely different than stick up the arse 
missed the microphone announcer backstage on Raw because the guy seems so stiff, like someone has a gun to his head, off camera saying, "Okay, okay, do this right, do this right now." Do it. I feel, it's like uncomfortable how stiff the guy is. I definitely noticed that. By, uh, um, I keep wanting to call him um, Tom Phillips on Raw. He just seems so uncomfortable. And I bet you dollars to donuts, either Vince McMahon is right there watching these pre-tapes or Stephanie live off camera, and they probably do five, six takes if it's not live. And he's probably getting, you know, getting yelled at, or maybe he's getting scolded, maybe. I've seen this happen. Not not to me, like from Vince, because I've talked about this before. You know, Vince McMahon has always had that respect for guys who've been wrestlers when they become commentators. Look, he's got mad at me, and he's cut promos on me. Don't get me wrong, he has. But not to the level I've seen, nowhere near the level, to the guys that never wrestled. You know, the guys that were play-by-play guys and not bump takers. Like, I've seen him get, like, really crazy on them. You know, with me, it's like a lot of times I would obviously stand up for myself if I felt I was right, and then he would respect that, and we would get into a respectful argument with each other. I've had, I've told that I've had people say, God, are you worried about getting fired? I'm like, no. Standing up for myself, I believe in what I'm saying. And I know Vince would want me to do that. He respects what I'm saying. He might not agree with me. At the end of the day, he's right. He's the boss. I know that. But I'm not going to sit here and be, you know, just a yes man and just puppet Jones. <laughs> a puppet, a puppet, a pirate. A... <laughs> I am I saying that's life the other day? Don't let me get into that again. Pretty good, though. Good performance. Yeah. No one cares what you think. How about that, Captain? Sick of you, man. Leaving the show. Tired of this. <sighs> All right, so uh, I got to take another call. These phones are jamming like nonstop. Hey, Long from Texas. Uh, you're on the Taz Show. Hey, happy Friday, Taz. Hey, good moment, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Just a quick question. Um, You've ever had a dream where you've been so angry in this dream mm. and you woke up angry? Every day. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I have. Yeah, of course. I think we all have, you know. I mean, I'm not a big dream guy. I don't usually yeah. – I usually just sleep and, and, and snore and suck wind out and just, you know, my wife, like, just smashes me in the face with, like, a shoe while I'm sleeping. and <laughs> It's just bad. It's, it's a whole the – whole, my whole sleep pattern – I need to go to one of those sleep houses, like, you know, where they just think you sleep and they put machines on you. And Not the apnea. I, I think I got something going on uh, along, like, with uh, from my dining flow into my esophagus to my ass flow. You know? oh, but I digress. Yeah, yeah. I digress. Yeah. Uh, no, the reason why I said that is because, oh, yeah. like, uh, the, no, not the dining flow part. <laughs> but uh, you're killing me. <laughs> go ahead, buddy. I'm teasing you. Go ahead. Go for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like after watching Raw, you know, and then hearing about, you know, the uh, whole, oh, we don't know if we should put the women on last or whatever. And then, right. you know, you know, that's what kind of had me th- this weird dream I had. It was like, what? And I was like, watching right, right. The- I hear you, buddy. angry. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, I got nothing. That's why I want to. I don't even know what you're saying. Like, what? what yeah. Why are you calling Wong? You've called the show before. You're a good dude. What the <laughs> hell are you trying to get across here? Nothing. I just wanted to. <laughs> At least you're honest. I love your honesty. Yeah, I just wanted to call and say that about the women. I don't know. <laughs> Kept, Kept, Tom, you still here? I'm no. still here. <laughs> hey, Long, look, man, I appreciate it, big guy. Yeah. Hey, thanks for contributing to the show, buddy. Good job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll do better next time. 
<laughs> Take care, man. We'll talk to you. Be good, man. Bye-bye. You contribute nothing to society. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I like that guy. He's called a couple of times in the yeah, past. he's great. And that way, he was just like, you know, he just said nothing. And he was honest. <laughs> he just said that was it. He was just honest. Day, uh, night, cold, hot. So, you know, that's the deal. But back to the thing about Vince, you know, selling, uh, you know, the WWE. I mean, like I'm saying, bro, it, it would really shock me. If that happened, or even that he's even open to it, not only that he's publicly saying that. I understand it's big time. The guy's a multimillionaire. He might still be a billionaire. I don't know. He wasn't, and he wasn't. How's that gimmick? When you have that much money, that you're a billionaire, and you're like, you come home from work, and you go, well, honey, guess what? I am no longer a billionaire. I'm back to slunking as a millionaire. That just sucks when that happens. You know, that just sucks. Oh, I could totally relate to that. <laughs> really? I mean, well, your boy Matt Lauer can. Yeah, he, he, he's a multimillionaire. Him and Carson, those guys are running amok. Oh, yeah, they love everyone. So, yeah, but I, I'm just saying, like, Vince, like, you know, for him to say that to me is just crazy. Again, I know business. I get it. I know that. I understand. I'm not where near the level that guy is. I wish I was from a financial perspective. But no. No, I'm not. I'm not two nickel Jones. I'm rubbing like two nickels against a dime. <laughs> I'm borrowing money to buy an oatmeal downstairs. <laughs> Got to get the polish for the Western Sir, States belt. Three, <laughs> 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 for sure, it's $3.25. Can I give you three? I'll give you a quarter tomorrow. <laughs> I got $3.18. The guy's like, okay. uh, no, bro, it's 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 $3.25. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm here every day. I, I did. Uh, Sir, I'm sorry. This This happened to me. I'm like, dude, all right, I'll just take the oatmeal. No, I'll take the oatmeal, no problem. I'll get me tomorrow. I said, dude, it's a quarter. I'll get you tomorrow. I, I don't I don't want to give him a credit card. Yeah, I, for, dude, for I oatmeal? signed an autograph for this guy four weeks ago. <laughs> he's a huge fan. Oh, I loved it in ECW. Now, you know, he's like, you know, breaking me down for a freaking quarter. What are we doing here? Chip busted. All right, I got to go to break here. This show's really just really pissing me off. I, got, I, got, I need a haircut, too. Side note. Yeah, it's getting real long. It is getting, my hair's getting long. Look at this. Whoa. So see how I did that? Anyway, uh, I'm going to uh, get into this Raw preview next segment, I promise. A uh, Raw preview, how am I doing? Hell in a Cell preview. I promise you on that. And also, as I said, Kenny King's coming up later on. Uh, phone lines are still jammed. I'll still try and get to some of the calls. Uh, sorry, guys. It's just a very busy show. We do Facebook Live with Kenny's on. That's the plan. All right, so we'll be on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Taz Show. That'll be in Fourth Quarter City. Until then, uh, we'll be right back in a few minutes, and I will give you your Hell in a Cell preview. Be right back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Yeah, I got to go one hour down, one hour to go, by the way. Tash Show Friday edition. Oh, man. I'm going to the... uh, Pin cushion Pete at the end of the show. Well, later on, not the end of the show. Later on today, actually, I got an appointment. Acupuncture City. Gonna go get the pin. Maybe I'll do a little, uh, little behind the stream. I'll do some video of it. Put it on the Instagram. At my Instagram. Taz Talk is my Instagram. People love to see pins get stuck in other people. So I do get relief from the acupuncture. I mean, this guy I've been going for now a couple of weeks. I gotta say, he's good. I mean, I need a second job to pay for the freaking thing. Charges about $1,000 a visit. Unbelievable. 
He's a wizard, though. He says, I'm really good. I'm a wizard. I told you what happened. The first time I went, it was all my neck and my shoulder, all these issues. Just my hand is numb, my arm, my He's legs numb. a wizard numb. because he said so. Yes. My legs numb, my arms numb, everything. It's starting to come back a little. And, uh, you know, the first time I went, he's like, take your pants off. I go, excuse me? Yeah, take your pants off. I'm like, what the? I got a problem with my neck and my shoulder, sir. It's okay. <laughs> oh, what the hell are we doing here, buddy? What kind of place you're running? Just going to stick you. What the heck? I'm kidding. So, yeah, I, I get relief. I definitely get The guy's the, the real deal. Yes, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's legit. Uh, by the way, I posted the uh, photo on the Twitter yesterday of um, the new, uh, we talked about the new uh, Nub City shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. And uh, at Clotheslined also, you can get it either spot. And uh, there it is right there. If you're watching the video, you see the shirt, Concrete Jungle Jones. On the bottom it says Nub City, the Taz Show, Concrete Jungle, and a caricature of me. There's a whole slew of these at the Pro Wrestling Tees. they got like a whole team of uh, wrestlers and ex-wrestlers. That they did. But buy mine. But buy other guys, too. Don't just buy mine. If you're going to buy one, then just buy mine. Don't buy anyone else's. But if you're going to buy others, then go for it. They're really cool. And they're all like that gray. Ass gray, I think they call it. Not ash. Isn't that a heather gray? It's an ash gray? No, we call it ass. Ass gray. Yeah. Has a certain odor to the shirt. A little stinky. Oh, that's right. They're pre-worn. Stinky Jones. Yes. That's right. So give it that authentic 1990s feel. I'm saying, vintage, you know, vintage. All right, so I got to give it the uh, I got to give it the Hell in a Cell uh, preview here, and uh, gonna get on that. And uh, also, let me just take one or two more calls, and we'll move on here. Hey, Connor in Pittsburgh, you are on the Taz Show, sir. Hello, Connor. How you doing, buddy? What's going on? You're on the Taz Show. Hey, this is Colin. How are you, Colin? Wait a minute. Where are you from? Colin from Pittsburgh. Oh, we had the wrong name down here. How you doing, buddy? What's going on, man? Uh, not too much. How about yourself, guys? Good, sir. Good. Talk to me. I had a, one question, one comment. Go for it. All right. My question was for you. When uh, you were starting out your training, you know, everything is new and exciting to you, but uh, what would you say you were uh, most excited to learn whenever you started your, your official training? You're talking about my wrestling training, right? Not weightlifting. Wrestling, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Once once you entered like your wrestling camp and started learning, wow, you know yeah. how to take a bump and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude, that's a good question. Um, I've never been asked that question. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I got to say, the falling part, the bumping part, I was not intrigued about because I had a judo background, and I've mentioned this a long time ago. Judo players, uh, you know, uh, fall, learn how to fall the same way as pro wrestlers. It's a slap, bump, fall. So, anybody who has a history in any kind of a uh, martial art like a judo where you're th- getting thrown and falling and bumping, you could pick up the bumping part of wrestling pretty quick. So that part was easy. The thing I was I was most um, intrigued about was, like as far as moves, right. was how to do, like believe it or not, like a, a full body slam the right way. Even though it's a basic fundamental move, I could tell as an athlete that there was some stuff involved that people are doing how to lift a guy, when to lift him, how to slam him, little tricks of it. And I learned those tricks right away. Like and positioning your hands and everything of course. to make sure you're like distributing the weight correctly. Correct. And there's other things, too. Your footwork is very important in just a basic body slam. These are things, right. these are things that are ignored but, uh, by fans because you should ignore them. You shouldn't notice that. You should just enjoy the match. But, you know, like the footwork and the hand positioning and your hip control when you lift a guy just on a body slam. 
Uh, there's a lot involved to it when doing it the right way so everyone's safe and it looks right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you're lifting guys that are all different weights, too, so you have to adjust that's to right. what you're lifting. Correct, but, um, correct. That's, that's awesome, Taz. I appreciate it. Um, you got it, buddy. What my only comment was, if, uh, if I can go on, if you don't mind, go for it. was about how you're talking about the three-man teams on the booth and how you're not a big fan of it. Yes. Um, my thoughts on it are um, maybe they're doing it to not stick themselves in the position that they sort of are now. With there's a guy who's learning, you know? Yeah. And they want somebody who's a company guy, so why not put a three-man team in the booth, get a guy who's, you know, not exactly there yet? Yeah, but, that's, but listen, I agree. Colin, I, uh, Colin, I'm sorry. Colin, I don't disagree with you on that, but I've been in that role where I was learning, and they used to put me on other shows, different international shows, smaller level shows, and they still have those shows, dude. They still have those shows, and that's what you really should learn. You see? Yeah, I guess it shouldn't be like right. a large that isn't exactly the place to do that. Because when you're learning in front of the world like that, thank you, Colin, again. When you're learning on Raw, there's millions of eyes and ears on you. It's got to be an insane amount of pressure. Correct. Correct. So now it's it's not just the pressure, but now when you fall on your effing face, which you will, there's a problem. Because now first impressions last. That's why, like, back in the day, I was on shows like Velocity or Jacked and Metal, stuff like that. I was learning before they threw me on SmackDown all the time, like a regular commentator. You know, you learn. So... But I get college point. I do, I do, I do. So, Hell in a Cell. Okay, let me get rolling in because this show is flying by. Ugh. Sorry, I sneezed. Thank you. Good sometimes. That was a sneeze? That's how I sneeze, yeah. <laughs> sneeze like a seal. So I don't think I've ever heard a seal sneeze. Okay, no one cares. Listen, so Boston. <laughs> Boston. All right, Hell in a Cell is in Boston. All right, so... Now, what are they saying? Is the main event the women's Hell in a Cell match? I'm They're confused. billing it as a triple main event, which I don't understand. Holy qualifying city. Come on, now. Pick a main event, Vince. <laughs> the on, term Vince. itself, a main event and triple. Triple main event. That's an oxymoron yeah. is the word, sir, you're looking for. You need to have a better vocabulary and vernacular if you're going to go across the street to today's show. Uh, I'll improve my vernacular. <laughs> Your vernacular. <laughs> so, anyway. Uh, let's just say Sasha Banks and Charlotte in the, let's just call it the main event. Okay. Hell in a Cell, Raw, okay, the women's title, uh, who wins? In my opinion, I think Sasha Banks wins and retains the championship, and she's going to get a massive pop because it's her hometown. But that's not, that's not why she wins, in my opinion. I think she wins because I think this is her run. Charlotte had her run, and I think Sasha is in line for her run. That's number one. Um... Number two, Sasha's the baby face, and she sells well and bumps well. Sometimes, because she's a lot smaller physically than Charlotte, some of the stuff we've seen with these two compete, we saw it at SummerSlam, looks dangerous. Looks awkward. Uh, some stuff looks scary, and it, it makes an interesting, exciting match, but yet you're nervous. I was legitimately, we sat at WFAN, get ready to do the SummerSlam special. Captain, you were right there. And I was like, oh, my God. I thought she, Sasha, got really hurt bad. Now. Yeah, it looked like a very rough match. I remember that. Yeah, that one spot in the corner was like, ugh, cringeworthy. But so Lord knows what these two girls are going to do in the cell. I mean, I, I do think they're going to have a great match. And as I said earlier, I, I think there's a chance that you, you might see some color here. You might see some blood. Um, I know I'm putting myself out there with that, but I think it might happen. I think it might. You know what? I could be wrong. And if there's another match on here I'm going to give a prediction on, I could be wrong on. The other ones I think I'm going to be right on. 
You got uh, you got the uh, Raw Universal title match, Hell in a Cell, Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Um, I think with this here, okay, I think you're going to have a situation where there's going to be something. I think Jericho will, will be involved somewhere, somehow. Either he's going to be a guest commentator on the match or he's going to run in. Something has to happen. Maybe pop out from under the ring at some point? Uh, I don't know if Chris Jericho, the character, would do that. I think he'll come out somewhere, somehow. I think the best way, logistically, is to have him on color commentary and then have him get involved. And that's an easy way, very easy way. The reason is, you know, Chris, if I'm reading correctly, I don't think he's on the card, correct? No, as far as I know, he's not. Yeah, he's not, uh, unless I'm missing something here. So he's not on the card, but yet he's been a massive part of this story with Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Okay, so I do think Chris will be involved here somehow, some way. Kevin Owens is going to win. Kevin Owens is going to retain in the cell his championship. He is. Kevin, again, this is his run. Just like I said about Sasha, this is Kevin's run where Seth had his run. I don't think that Seth is winning the match. I do think that Chris will be involved somehow. How in a cell? I'm not sure. But I just think you need creatively to have him involved with this. You painted yourself in that corner that you have to have Chris involved. He's just been all over Raw with this angle and the champ, Owens. So Kevin retains. Somehow Chris is involved. Somehow, some way. I just want to say I think it's commentary. Just because it's simple and logistically it's easy. Uh, the WWE U.S. title match. Okay, by the way, let me get your thought on those last two matches. Uh you know, just to get your perspective from a fan perspective, a women's title match and a universe title. Uh, women's title, I'm picking Charlotte for a couple of reasons. First off, I know that uh, the hometown wrestlers usually lose from what I've been seeing. Not just recently. I've lived that. It's a rib. Yeah. It's and a rib. Yeah. Another, That's it's not going to happen here, but go ahead. The other thing is it's, it's kind of a small thing, but I've noticed that uh, moving forward, Charlotte's going to be referred to as Charlotte Flair from now I've on. I've noticed that too. So yes. I think throwing in that name... So you think because they're putting possibly her dad's gimmick little, name, her yeah. name, you think that's why she's going to win? Not why, but possibly or something that'll tie in. These are good reasons why I'm glad you're leaving the show. <laughs> these are these because that last one was just that's your opinion. Yeah, your opinion, sir, is wrong. Yes. So I I'm just telling you, okay that 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 the first one, the hometown jinx gimmick. I I'm buying that. I like that. I still think you're wrong, and I think you're mad, and I don't care that you're mad. What are you going to do about it? You want to go? We'll go right now. What do you want to do? I'll bro? quit. <laughs> I'll give you another eight months' notice, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> telling you right now. Oh, my God, Bob Steph. Get it fell off my floor. <laughs> telling you right now, this girl, Sasha, is retaining the championship. And if I'm wrong, I will come on the show Monday morning. Monday moment, I should say. Monday moment. And the Monday <laughs> moment. That's a new segment. Excuse me. I will tell you, you were right and I was wrong. And that's really all I'm going to do. Okay. We'll just move on. So, <laughs> And it'll be faster than that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. U.S. title. Oh, oh Kevin Owens. I'm going to go to Owens. I'm agreeing with you on that one. What about Jericho? You think that he's going to be involved somehow? Yeah. I'm just not sure how. Only I because think, I said it. I, I think he might pop up from under the ring or something. Oh, my God. What, what is he, like, Kane? Was he Undertaker now? No, no. He's not going to come through the bottom of the ring. Oh, hey. Please stop it. Um, but you think he'll be under the ring hiding? Maybe. Chris Jericho with a scarf yeah. under the ring. Well, not the scarf. <laughs> <laughs> Who have the scarf on? 
You don't think color commentary is the way to go with him? No. I think that's too... What do you know, Taz? No, I, I know you know a lot. Oh, thanks. The, the whole color commentary thing has just been done to death with everyone. Do you not watch <laughs> their programming? Yeah. That everything they do is redundant and done to death? Yeah. Because they go for the easy route. That's why. But this is a big event, right? Yes. It is. Maybe they do something. Ah, today's Friday. Maybe they go this route. Breaking news on like WWE.com or like on the Twitter feed or something like that. At about 9.08 a.m. Yeah, right, right after, after the, the show. <laughs> no, that Chris Jericho will be the guest referee or something like that or some loophole. I don't know. Something. that, that They, they got to get him in that cell or get him involved somehow with the match. I'm not saying I want them to because I don't think Chris should have been this indebted at this deep into the angle anyway. I really don't. So... WWE U.S. title match. I think uh, Roman Reigns retains here. Okay, I don't think Rusev is winning uh, at all in that in that gimmick. I really don't. Uh, not one bit. Not one iota. In my view. Hey, uh, who we got here? Marshall from uh, Michigan. Uh, how you doing, buddy? You're on the Tash Show. Oh well, hello, aloha there, Colonel, and hello, Taz. Hey, how are you, Marshall? What's going on, guy? Uh, I'm doing okay. You know what? I was actually pretty excited this morning, and uh, now I'm actually really upset. Why? So, uh, I have to bury somebody, well, and uh, I'm not too happy and proud to have to do this on the air. Um, well, can you give me a hint who you're going to bury? Yeah, I sure can. It's my buddy named, and I'm going to blow him up. His name's Scott Randall. He can't stand your show. He doesn't know oh. why I listen to it and Thank why you. I stay on hold. And yeah. I just want you to put him on absolute blast. Well, Scott, I appreciate your hatred for my show and me, and thank you for not listening because I don't want people that bring negative energy. So tell your friend Scott I would rather him not listen to my show or watch me. And now there you go. for you, Marshall, I appreciate your patience when you stay on hold. I appreciate you listening to my show or watching my show. I really do. Your friend Scott... I'm not going to rip him and be negative Nelly. I'm just, you know what? He takes care of his own thing the way he does. And he can go listen to he can go listen to his other free daily content that covers wrestling 10 out. Oh wait, there is no other. Oh, my bad. So so Scott no, he, can't, yeah, he, he can't do that. He's like, "Oh, Dan Patrick's way better. Dan Patrick." I'm like, "Dude, that's not even that's Patrick. I'm not, I'm not covering. I talk sports, but I'm not I'm not a sports. Dan Patrick is a, a you know, a sports you know, radio guy. I mean, yeah, yeah. they're like listening to Dan Patrick's like listening to AM radio. Like, yeah. why would I, I want to subject myself to that? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, Dan come Patrick, on, come on, bro. What's going on? Yeah. Let's, let's talk positive stuff. How's everything All in right. Flint, Michigan? What are we doing here, buddy? Oh, it's doing pretty good there, sir. I All just right. um, I wanted to know, as far as like the hell in the cell is concerned. Yeah. Um, I know it's the three main events, so it's this huge ordeal with three main events. Yeah. But are they actually? Do you think they're going to do hell in the cell, hell in the cell, hell in the cell, or do you think they're actually going to split all these up? And not only that is, from what I've read this morning, that Vince McMahon has got his heart set on having the women's match not go on last, but Triple H and everybody else wants it to go on last. So as far as all that's concerned, do you think they're going to split the Hell in the Cells, put all three of them back to back to back, and do you think they're actually going to have the women's go on last? Okay, good questions. Uh, very good questions uh, for sure, Marshall. I appreciate it. Let me handle this real quick. All right, uh, I think from a for production uh, and everything, it's a lot easier just to do back to back to back Hell in the Cells. Uh, because they could just, that's how they could promote it as main events, do all three in a row, last, 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 which is kind of ridiculous, but... 
I think they are capable because it's just the, the, the cell gets lowered down via cables. Uh, it's not like a cage match where it takes time to strap the cage up against the ring post. The cell, you know, I've been ringside for a lot of these things uh, as an announcer. Where Actually, it's very intimidating when you're sitting at the announce desk and you watch this thing get lowered down. And you're like, damn, this thing is high. Imagine it falls towards me. I'm pushing Michael Cole in front of it, and I'm getting out of the way. Uh, that's what I would normally do. That's me. So, but no, the thing, the thing is, they can, I think, go, whatever. Let's say they go. I don't know. Hypothetically, uh, U.S. title match, Hell in a Cell, Roman Reigns versus Rusev. Roman Reigns wins. Then they could go uh, tag team title match where they lift the cell. And then after the tag team title match, lower the cell and then do universal title. I think it gets a little bit annoying. It's kind of like, okay, sell, no sell, sell, no sell. So to answer the question succinctly, I think they'll do the three in a row. But they are capable because of the cable, and it's a big-ass building there in Boston, to just lift that, that, that cell up, drop it, lift it, drop it, lift it, drop it. They can do it. I don't think they will. My view. I don't, unless, unless they go this route. Now, I'm thinking on the fly here. Maybe they, this could, this could be. Might be, sound crazy, but it could be cool because we've seen them do some unique booking as far as matchmaking and order of matches. They could go this route. Let's kick the show off with a hell in a cell. Aha! Nubworthy. Maybe WWE kicks the show off with one of the cell matches being... The U.S. title match, Reigns versus Rusev, in the cell. After that match, because it kicks it off hot and crazy with the theme of the show, Hell in a Cell. Go to a video package, go backstage, gives them time to lift the cage up, the cell up, yada, yada, yada. And then come back with, you know, Bailey versus Dana Brooke or something. And then, you, then you're only doing two back-to-back cells. That's my prediction you just witnessed it live, live. I thought it on the fly. That's what I do, baby. That's why I'm the best. And it's the guy, Scott, who buried me through his friend. That's a first, by the way. My friend hates you, but I love you. I don't think Marshall, I don't think that there, there is a Scott. Oh, you think Marshall's, <laughs> Marshall Tucker Band's lying? I, I think he's starting problems. Oh. Stirring Jones. <laughs> Got you doing some work, son. You know, uh, yeah, 45 seconds, Jones. All <laughs> right, so back to the Hell in the South. So, okay, I uh, gave my prediction on the women's cell. I gave my prediction on the universal title. I gave my prediction on the U.S. title. Captain did, got, did not give his prediction on the U.S. title match. Cap? I'm going with Roman Reigns as well for the same reason you think Sasha Banks is retaining. I think this is Reigns' run with the U.S. title. I think he's going to hold it for a little while longer. Do you like my idea about uh, what I just said there, where they kick the show off with it? I think it's a great idea. I could totally see them doing that. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, WWE Cruiserweight title match. TJ Perkins defends against Brian Kendrick, the Brian Kendrick. I think we have a title change here, kids. I think we're going Brian Kendrick. I thought that I am surprised that TJ kept it as long as he's had it. Uh, I thought he was going to lose it right out of the box Jones, but he didn't. I'm going to go with Brian Kendrick. I think Brian wins the match. I really do. I just think they like Brian's character. They've always liked it. Um, and he brings a lot more charisma to TJ. I think TJ's awesome. I'm a fan of TJ. But I just don't think he has that same uh, marketability from a charisma standpoint as Brian Kendrick. And I think that's a big deal in the company, obviously, in WWE. Um, that's my prediction. I mean, if they kept it on TJ, I'm fine with that, too. I think Kendrick wins. Yep, 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 yep. I'm picking Kendrick as well. I think Kendrick's kind of painted himself into a corner with all the talk of, you know, this is my last run. 
I got to win that title. If he loses this match, where's the, where does that leave him? Yeah. No. Could always be a guest on the Taz show. Go that route. Leftover city. What else we got? So uh, you got the WWE uh, Raw Tag Team title match with the New Day defending for the 7,656th time. And they will compete against Cesaro and Sheamus. Now, I got to tell you, I, I've been looking for it. I think, I, I, I think that I don't know what to say with these tag team titles because I've said it before. The New Day was going to lose. They don't need the belts. The belt means nothing on the New Day. It does nothing. The titles are lost in this this characters that that, that that the New Day does. That they're over the top in a good way, and I don't think that they need these titles. I am going to boldly predict Cesaro and Sheamus win the match. Yes, and they become the new tag team champions because they need it. And I like the pairing of these two guys, and they're both legitimate enough to hold those titles, help those titles, and the titles can help them. From a good booking perspective, I could promise you the right thing to do is take them off New Day and put them on Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm telling you that right now. I would not change the titles, meaning the Cruiserweight match, then the tag team title match. I would separate those matches a little bit, give some space. You don't want to, But I think the only two titles that will change hands on Sunday in Boston, in Hell in a Cell, We'll be cruiserweight and we'll be tag team, Captain. I think the New Day is going to retain. Mm. I don't. I don't think the New Day is going to lose those titles until around Royal Rumble. Okay. Because you're, you're probably right. Seriously. I think that because of the constant talk of Demolition's <sighs> record, oh, constantly annoying. brought up, constantly brought up. Uh, I know. Timber. It's killing me. All right, so uh, then we go with more tag team action: Enzo and Cass versus Anderson and Gallows. Another situation here. Anderson and Gallows really need to win. I'm going to put myself... This is the one where I'm putting myself no, kind of out there. I'm saying Anderson and Gallows wins the match. I know the company loves Enzo and Cass. And everybody loves Enzo and Cass. They're big baby faces. Anderson and Gallows, just like Cesaro and Sheamus, need the win. Anderson and Gallows will probably lose. Um, <laughs> I just think they need to win. I'm going to go with them. I'm going Anderson and Gallows. That's my pick. You? I'm picking Anderson and Gallows as well. I wow, I'm surprised. Would- I think it would really hurt him if they didn't win this one. It really would. I really do think that. Uh, who else we got? We got uh, Bailey versus Danny Brooke. This is a layup to me. I think Bailey uh, wins the match. I think Danny Brooke does the honors here. I think Bailey. Uh, you know, I think they're, they're, when she got beat on Raw a couple weeks ago, it, it threw a lot of people off, including me. It was an odd finish too. It was the odd. Match. The whole thing was weird, and I think this is kind of. I don't know. I just think that, that and I, I don't dislike Dana Brooke. I just think that Dana. Um, from a work rate percent uh, pr- perspective right now in their careers between Bailey and Dana, I think that uh, Bailey is light years ahead of Dana, and I think that that will it'll pay off for Bailey. I think Bailey wins the match here. Um, I do. Uh, then you got a Cruiserweight six-man tag match. Is this um, pre-show Jones? Or what yeah, is the this? Cruiserweight six-man match I think is going to be on the kickoff show. So it's Cruiserweight six-man tag team match. I'm going to go with, uh, I, I think that Cedric Alexander, uh, Sin Cara, and Lindsay Dorado win the match. Babyface Jones on this. That's what I think happens, in my view. Um, you? Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. And uh, also, I also agree with you with Bailey beating Dana Brooke. Oh, you mean I didn't ask you? That's why no. you said it? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Captain. Wow. Cocky Jones. <laughs> Got to get it in. Uh, take two. All right, so <laughs> Christian from California, you're on the Taz show, sir. 
you would have the Vikings to ruin my gimmick, man. What happened? What? Why? What happened? <laughs> it was simply Chris, not Christian. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Chris. I, 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 it's very difficult to get the proper type of people to work on the show. I've been struggling for over a year. I apologize, Chris, from California. How are you, sir? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good yourself, brother. Not bad, big guy. Talk to me. Uh, well, number one, Captain, bro, why are you leaving, man? See now, I got some other things lined up. Oh, kayfabe Jones. Oh my god. Yeah, I know, right, Chris? You heard about the Today Show? <laughs> <laughs> this guy's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, no, dude. Yeah, yeah, Chris. You know, the guy's leaving. He's got a great thing going here. Yeah, I guess I'm just that tough of a boss. Buy a hat. I guess that's the problem, Chris. You know what I mean? No, I feel it, brother. And also, just to piggyback on what you were saying on uh, the other day, why is it that Raw is missing so many picture-perfect points with the Lesnar-Goldberg beef? Oh, I don't know, dude. I, I it, It's really, I, I don't know what, what's going on there. They just, they, they kind of dropping the ball there. Now, seems like knee-jerk booking on it that they, they're coming right out. Now, was it Royal Rumble they're going to face each other? I no, think, Survivor Series. Oh, my bad, Survivor Series. I have to say, that's, that's January. So it seems like they want to get this thing done. I feel like it's just and, – and thank you for calling, Chris, from California. I appreciate it. i got to go to break, though. But I feel like they want to get that match done and out of the way. That's what I think they want to do. We'll have to break, you know. No one tells me. You, know, you really need to do your job as a producer. I know you quit and stuff, but, like, bro, you can't wreck mail it in. you got to help the talent. I respect you enough to think you can read a clock. Oh, A digital a one shot. at that. That's a shot. <laughs> that's a shot. That's a shot. That's just a shot. I'm done with the tablets. All right, I'm going to break right now on the other side of the break. Okay, very simple deal here. We're going to have my man Kenny King, the pretty boy Pitbull from Ring of Honor. will be on the show via the phone. My man Kenny King, wake up in Vegas, brother. All right, we'll be right back on the Taz Show. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, we're back here in the Taz Show, fourth quarter city. We are... Uh, Sorry, I just was sidetracked. I'm looking at this thing. I just read on PW Insider. I'm going to have Kenny King on here in a second. The pretty boy Pitbull. But I was just reading something on PW Insider, which is just laugh out loud comical crap. It's so funny. He says, uh, apparently a wrestling contract extension between WWE and Stephanie McMahon has been extended till October 7th, 2019. And will then be uh, extended yearly until either party gives a 90-day notice prior to termination to the date. Oh, my God. Will you stop? Please, stop, stop, please. Just stop the stupidity and being condescending and sarcastic and trying to act like she's just a talent. Stop it. So that's the deal on that. Also, we're on Facebook Live right now, the last uh, segment of the show, like we do every single day. Facebook.com slash the Taz Show. If you're listening live at TazShow.com, you want to watch it. If maybe you're not watching at TazShow.com, whatever the hell you're doing, it's your call. I don't care. But all I know is right now, I'm going to talk to my man, Kenny King. What's up, brother? Yo, Taz. What's up, brother? Man, long time no talk, man. How things good, bro? Man, things are all right, bro. You know, I had to. I pulled an all-nighter out in these Vegas streets to man stay up so I had to be up at 5.30. I was worried about Thank that, you, that you are going to be staying up all night. You had me a little concerned when you, t- you texted me that the other day. I'm like, oh, boy, what, Kenny's going to be out partying, going nuts. Uh, it's all right, man. I, I took it easy. I took it easy. Just uh, just made sure that I was up. Uh, look, I, I know you're a pro, so that's why you made the, you made the date, you know, the gimmick. Yes, but sir, I, yes, I do appreciate you coming. I know, all kidding aside, I know it's early, Dan. I do appreciate that. And that's the thing. 
think it's tough, dude. Sometimes, like, having some of the boys on or some of the girls from the business that are from the West Coast, it's tough because this show's early, you know. So, but I do appreciate you jumping on. So, bro, look, you've had a great career. Uh, and you're still rock and roll. I'm not saying like past tense. I was gonna say, geez, am I no, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, no. You've had your your body of work is phenomenal, and I've always been a fan of yours. I think you know that. We've always got along great. We got to really know each other in TNA, but Absolutely. you know, uh, your 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 athleticism, your work rate, your your mic work, I think is underrated. Uh, honestly, um, your in-ring work's underrated. You're just underrated in general. And, you know, and just doing some research about you, because, you know, when you know when you know what, you're one of the boys and you know one of the boys, you don't really look into their research unless you're doing a, a show like me. And then I realized, I looked and noticed, I didn't realize all the cats that had part in training you, like Al Snow and Chavo and Holly and all this stuff. And bro, yeah, what, what, yeah. what's the deal? Give me, bring me behind the scenes and back in the day. How'd this all go down? Wait a minute! You tell me you don't, you don't remember coming in tough enough and chewing me, chewing me, and I do some of the other ones. Out? I do, but then you, from past that, I'm saying learning from those guys. Okay, that's okay. what I'm saying. I, of course, I remember that, dude. But I was a baby face. You know that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Listen, man, that was uh, that was one of the most bittersweet moments at that point because, uh, I mean, I, I think it's no secret, man. I'm like one of the biggest Taz fans there is. And, uh, you know, when you came into tracks, and of course we've been messing up and we've been tough enough while, and then you came in and <laughs> gave it to us like you gave it to us. And I'm still sitting there like, oh, man, we in trouble. But Taz is chewing me out. It's all good. <laughs> Dude, what I thought was going to happen, so when I said to you about Chavo and I said to you about Bob and Al Snow, I kind of... I, I thought I should have smartened you up so we could work everybody. I thought you'd say, look, those guys were all decent trainers, Taz. Let's be honest. You're the best. I thought you were going to oh, put me yeah. on. I, I was trying to set you up and I smartened you up. That's what I did wrong. Well, you know what I mean? For sure. But, you know, that was, that was if you don't understand what I'm trying to say, that was a point in my career where I straightened up. You know, I was messing around, hanging out, doing, hanging out with the wrong people and tough enough when Taz came in. Boom, that's when my career took a turn for the better. So it's wow. all good. <laughs> that's cool, bro. No, listen, but you, you have always, look, from an athletic standpoint, it was so obvious to see that you were going to be something special, you know, and it's, well, it's it really, and it's, uh, it's just to see how you've evolved over time and then really, like I said, getting to know you during our time together while we are in TNA. You know, and you did some great stuff in TNA. And for those that don't know, like a guy like Kenny here, man, like behind the scenes, like attitude is everything. You know, and Kenny, you know this. So, yeah, like, for sure. You Absolutely. always had a positive attitude, and I'm sure you still do. Every time you showed up at any event, and there were some tough times in TNA that we were all dealing yeah. with. We, you know what I'm saying? But, and you always had a positive attitude, and you always came to work with a smile. Well, you know, that was one of the things that I learned uh, during my time in Tough Enough and and during like my training uh, afterward, uh, just to stick it in there. Like one of the my, one of the guys who had a, a major hand in training me after Tough Enough was Nick Bockwinkel. Yep. And uh, you know, it's just one of those things where no matter what's going on, uh, however bad it is or whatever, man, we still get flown all over the world to to wrestle for eight to twenty five to thirty minutes. And that's my job. So, yep. uh, you know, and that was something that I always kind of took to heart. Like as, as I as I came up in the wrestling business and and came from one level to the next to the next, was that you know there's always going to be. And I tell my students now, like, look, you think it's the politics at the the, the local indie level are, are, are heartbreaking. Wait until you go until you get up higher. Oof. And uh, <laughs> and that was something that I was you know that, that I was 
taught and, and I was brought up in that. And so no matter what, like, you know, yeah, sometimes, you know, this isn't bad, this isn't working, whatever. The bottom line is, man, I'm not stuck in an office or I'm not on nobody's roof or right, anything like right. that. I get to legit live my dream. So, well, you, you, know, might be, you might be on somebody's roof, but it might not be working. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> You'd be getting thrown out of somebody's house, like, you know, whatever. I'm gonna say, no, but I hear what you're know, saying. But no, you're working a regular job, working a regular job. I get your point. You know what I mean? Like, sure. it's true. And I think that a lot of wrestlers like yourself, I know my generation, we were the same way. Even when times are tough, we'd say to ourselves, you know, working, uh, you know, a lot of us came from working regular jobs. I, I myself came, had a blue collar background working for a railroad, putting in railroad you know, tracks and, you know, mm-hmm. swinging that spiking mall and digging holes and, and, and carrying those heavy railroad ties for eight hours a day. Uh, Pound in comparison to dealing with, uh, you know, a problem or a bounce check here and there. You know what I mean? As you, as you get into the business, you know. You know, everybody, It's if you've been in the business a while, you know the phrase, it's what you do to support your wrestling habit. So, you know, I, I've, especially around the time my daughter was born, I was selling timeshare. I was I was a pirate at the Pirates Dinner Adventure in Orlando, Florida. I was DJing at Universal Studios. So I was putting in the work just so two, three weekends a month I could go and, and get better and, and yep. you know, and, and put my name out there. So... Yeah, man. All good. Well, talk to me about about Ring of Honor. You know, I, I I'm a fan of Ring of Honor. I know a lot of the cats there, uh, on camera and behind the scenes, dudes. And and, and I, I always promote them. I always show them love. And I believe in Ring of Honor for a long time. And all the great talent over time that's come out of there. But you know, you've been doing it big right there, bro. You know, chairman of champions, the whole gimmick. And like, yo, talk a little bit about Ring of Honor and how special it is and what the fun you're having there and the, the people and wrestling that 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 style. To talk about it. The thing about Ring of Honor is if you've never uh, wrestled in front of a Ring of Honor crowd, uh, and and you definitely know what I mean because it's very much the same as an old ECW crowd. Yes, yes. The people are so emotionally invested and they're so into what you're doing and and the moment. And there's, I mean, there's, there's like physical electricity when the people are, are, are there and you have them and, and they're completely into what's going on and uh, you know with, with tna i was blessed to do a lot of cool things man i got to wrestle in wembley arena in front of you know 10 15 000 people whatever it was but it still is not the same as as the hammerstein ballroom yeah, in new yeah. york city in front of ring of honor <laughs> uh you know what i mean yeah, like it, yeah. it, 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 there's something there's there's a mutual it's a symbiotic relationship they're feeding off of us and we're feeding off of them and the ring of honor faithful are just so vocal and they, and they and man that's why we do it because they're so they give us everything they have and and it puts us to the next level and, and ring of honor is it, it, it's an animal to itself uh you know it if you think about ring of honor the, the word that comes is wrestling and, and there's wrestling excellence and if you look at the guys who have been on top in mainstream wrestling over the past four or five years all of those dudes have come from ring of honor seth rollins kevin owens claudio uh cesaro right right yep. sammy zane these you know so this is this was a place where when i first got there my very first Ring of Honor match uh, was against uh, Daniel Bryan, and Gabe Sapolsky said to me, "Hey, you have 15 minutes. Prove that you belong here." 
So is Shark Tank, man. These are the best dudes in the world. And that was what everybody came to Ring of Honor for, was to be the best wrestler they could possibly be, to sharpen their their steel against the steel of dudes that know, you know styles and, and, and all the styles and all the submissions and, and everything that makes a Ring of Honor card. Can you be the best one? Yep. So that's what has, has kept Ring of Honor going. And then Sinclair Broadcasting put in, you know, everything needs money. WCW wouldn't have been had been anywhere if if Turner hadn't put money. You know, right. WCW, every, everything needs the money to, of course. to realize. Because without TV, as you know, Kent, without TV, you need money for TV. So without TV, you got nothing. Sure. I learned that from sure. Vince McMahon years ago. You need TV and talent. And they're not necessarily in that TV. order. You need TV and talent. That's what you need. Absolutely. You need people. You need eyes on your product. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Sinclair, uh, which is a billion-dollar company coming in and – uh, and, I, and I took my hiatus, but coming back to Ring of Honor four years later, I can see the commitment that Sinclair has to Ring of Honor. And, they, and what I think that I'll commend to do like Joe Call for is that they, they have learned from the mistakes, and it's a very slow process, but it's slow and steady, man. It's slow and steady wins the race. Yep. And so because of that, Ring of Honor has grown, and, and the, 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 the syndication and the markets have grown, and you know the, the touring schedule has grown. So it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing for, for Ring of Honor, but, and also the wrestling business. Yeah, and you know you mentioned something, Kenny, about Ring of Honor and about how you know different styles and uh, you, know, you know saying, "Hey, prove you prove you belong here, prove you're the best," that type of thing. You know what, what you're speaking about, as you know, is competitiveness, and that's a good yeah. thing. I've talked about that a lot on my show, you know, and I let fans know. I let fans know, and you can jump in too, man. Like, well, I don't think fans really realize, especially at a company like a Ring of Honor, where you're really pushing the athleticism of the work of a wrestler, you know, the athleticism and to really respect the industry and the art of being a professional wrestler the right way and an athlete. And I think that is the competitiveness, not that TNA didn't have that because they have, a, you've been part of some great TNA locker rooms also, dude, let's be honest. Sure. You know, sure. some well, legit guys, you know what I mean? So it's about being competitive, you know, maybe... I mean, I get it, and I know in ECW back in the day, man, we, you know, everybody thought it was rainbows and butterflies there, and it wasn't. You know, we, we, were, we, we, we weren't trying to burn each other, but we wanted to outdo each other, and it got, it got nasty sometimes behind the scenes because we were really, like, ultra-competitive. So I get what you're saying. Maybe explain that a little bit, the competitiveness well, of today's day and, uh, day and age well, of wrestlers. You put a bunch of alpha males in, that, in, in, in there, and everybody is... Uh, you don't walk in there unless you believe that you are the best uh, in the industry of what you do. So you have dudes that are insanely talented that that apply their trades all over the world and and that are that are household names and and all of us are friends. But when you see that board and you see okay, well, what matches match? match uh, there is that rivalry. Yeah. There is that okay, okay, young bucks. Well, let me let me let me show you what Kenny King's about, you right. know, and, and right. that's what it's, that's why the, pro- the the level of the product and the quality product stay so high because we all kind of hold ourselves accountable. You know, this is ring of honor. We, we are a certain thing. So we all kind of walk around with that chip on our shoulders and it, and it shows because nobody wants to get outdone. And we, we, it's the friendly competition inside of rivalry that makes the product better, but it also makes, makes you better. Cause you know, one night, if you're not really feeling it, but you hear that crowd and you, man, I, man uh, the Briscoes just went out there and killed it. Right. Well, 
guess what? Guess what I have to do now? And that only just benefits the fans. Uh, Absolutely. So yeah, the competitive the, like the that. drive, right? That drive. And, and sure. I'm sure, and even in the tag team realm, I've lived that too. And I know you have, you know, being a, a world tag, a ring of honor tag team champion with Rhett Titus. Talk about relationship with Rhett. And, you know, I, I actually saw on, um, on Twitter, he, he said something. He said to you, put, he knew you were going to be on the show. And he said, put me over. I popped, you know, because, I mean, that's something <laughs> I would say, a lot of us would say. And I just, you know, that's one of the boys, right? Being the boys, right? I love that I popped. Sure. But, yeah, talk about that relationship and what you guys do and the success and, 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 and how that all came about? Man, you got to, any tag team, successful tag team, you got to kind of have like that nonverbal communication. You kind of got to share one brain. And and a lot of dudes, you know, have that off rip and, and some dudes don't. Uh, and <laughs> I'll tell the funny story, shout out to Red Titus, but like Red Titus and I did not uh, at first really even feel like we belong together. Like uh, Adam Pierce was, was in charge of Ring of Honor and he kind of put us together and, uh, he saw something in our in our characters and our charisma. He was like, "Man, these are two guys that could probably feed off each other." And, and I can remember you know, years later we were talking about it. But the first time we teamed together was in Montreal, I think. And I'm thinking to myself, "This guy, this guy with the bow tie, this guy's a student, man. He's not on my level, you know." And he's you know he's thinking the same thing. Who's this guy? This guy's a job. You know? So you know, there's that where it's not even friendly rivalry. It's just like this dude does. Who is this guy? I'm yeah. a, now. I don't want to be, you know, carrying this dude on my back. But that, but, but Kevin, uh, before you go on, that happens. I mean, people don't realize, dude. I know. Like a lot of times, tag team partners. Sometimes I'm not saying this was with you guys. Sometimes don't even get along. They might hate each other, but have a chemistry sure. in the ring. It happens a lot. Sure. You know, nobody. You don't have to like a guy to do business well. That's you know? right. And that's 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 the that's the wrestling business. Uh, but the thing about Rhett and I is that as we started tagging and we started traveling as it kind of happens and we realized man we're pretty much the same dude <laughs> and uh and and it just evolved our our our, ti- our timing and our teamwork and the way that we can kind of uh all the great tag teams know that when st- in a wrestling match when things aren't going right sometimes it takes a look you can shoot a dude a look from across the ring and get right back on track yeah and red yeah. and i developed that uh and one of the things that I'll say is we we took four years off, like the All Night Express. We, we you know we, we we took a break 2012 to 2016, and one of the things that we when we got back together, it literally felt like we never missed a beat, and that is one I feel like a tribute to Rhett Titus because Rhett never stops working. Rhett's always trying to get better. The dude, the big dog, he's always in the gym <laughs> sometimes. So, you know, I'm trying to find him before the shows so we can put stuff together where you at I, I'm, I'm in the gym dog i gotta get my pump on so you know what i mean i love it he's, I love uh, it. He's, 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 homie is one of the hardest workers i've ever been i gotta get him on the show here one day i gotta have him jump I, on i agree i agree so <laughs> with that uh i don't know if but, i've ever met him dude i don't remember i don't know where i would have met him i don't know uh, i don't know if I he's have. a jersey guy so we, you know you might have met him in the in the in the new york yeah jersey, maybe that that indie circuit somewhere around there yeah um, yeah yeah i could have I, I i maybe i met him i don't know if he had, did he ever do anything like back early on like trying to work with wwe or something like that i don't think he's ever been to tna right I'm, not that i remember no, I was there. not yeah. that i know not that yeah. i know if yeah. he, not definitely not when i was there yeah, and yeah, yeah. he's done a couple of you know, smaller things for WWE, but Red Titus is a Ring of Honor dude. He was trained right, right. Uh, yeah, for the Ring of Honor dojo. So you it's know, cool. he's, yeah. he's 
if anything else, that dude is 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 one of the things that represents Ring of Honor, a guy that uh, started grown. in the dojo, started as a student, and yeah. now is is one of the guys. So. Yeah, man, it's it's badass. I uh, love the chemistry, love it, love it. What you guys do and and the success you guys have had, All Night Express gimmick, the whole deal and stuff like that. I mean. No, during your time at TNA, bro, I mean, when we were there, you know, there were some ups and downs, and we saw all different, I mean, all different bookers at times, and, and some, right, right. some was good, some was bad, but, you know, I mean, you, you, you had a lot of success in TNA, and um, like I said, dude, it was always easy. Well, I didn't say this on air, I was saying it to someone off air yesterday, actually, I, I should, I, it was always easy to call one of your matches, because, you know, as a commentator, you want to be able to gravitate verbally and emotionally and connect to a wrestler, even if you're a former wrestler or not, to someone who leads you. So a lot of people right, don't understand right. that. From a, but a wrestler that knows how to lead the announcer without even trying, you do that. Because your, 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 your actions, your physicality, your facial expressions, you talk smack a lot while you're getting heat on a guy or shining or whatever, you know what I mean? And just everything, your comeback as a babyface always filled with exuberance. It was always easy calling a Kenny King match always so you made my job easy so thank you for that <laughs> man bro this is uh, uh, I just had a mark out moment man because like uh, that's one of the things that I have uh, my TNA run that I enjoyed is that man Taz just put like you were he legit put me over every single match and like this is Taz homie he's putting me <laughs> over so so uh, I was you know thank you for that but uh, that's dude. just if, if there's any young wrestlers listening this is what I tell my students is you gotta our job is to tell the story you know if, if you're lucky enough to make it to, to, to TV the commentator's job is to paint the picture right. if you can make it as easy as possible for dudes to just make your character bigger than it, than, than, it, than it is because you're just giving it to them then it makes your job easier right. and, uh, exactly. and I just hope that I can you know, and, and I'm, just, I'm happy that that's what I've been able to do. Oh yeah, no, you, yeah, absolutely. And I could, I, I don't want to speak for, you know, Kevin Kelly and Steve Carino, but I could tell, I could tell you, you're making their job easy too, and they do both do a great job, and they put your stuff over the right way. Now, talk a little bit about uh, before we wrap, bro, because I got to end the show shortly here. But about your school, talk about it. Give me, plug it, promote it. Talk about what's going on. Yeah, well, uh, it's it's Future Stars of Wrestling in Las Vegas, and it's uh, it's pretty. Steady but surely become one of the bigger names independently in uh, in the Southwest, on the West Coast in generally. Obviously, you've got PWG, which is on the West Coast, like, right. top for talent and whatnot. But uh, there's been a vacuum, and, and FSW's filled it. If, if you look at the names that have been there, uh, the Young Bucks, Brian Cage, Matt Hardy was the FSW uh, heavyweight champion for a while. Right. Paul London, John Morrison. So we've, we've had some of the better guys. Sure. And the whole idea is to, pick, to put... Uh, the top guys that are around against some of the future guys. And one of the things that I tell you guys that are coming in and when I'm first breaking guys in into the, is if you feel like you, you're here just to wrestle FSW for the rest of your career, it's time for you to leave right now mm. because we're building future stars. So, yeah, it's great for you to be here and apply your trade. But when it's time for you to get out there and go out there, that's what we're preparing you for. We're preparing you for TV. We're preparing them for, uh, you know, the high-level indies. That's what we're preparing them for. It's like finishing school. Yeah. So, and, and a lot of those dudes uh, have really, really taken that 
ball and ran with it. There's a guy from FSW named Kevin Cross, who's <laughs> he'll be had uh, a a household name soon. He just signed the Lucha Underground. I'm laughing, it, dude. You don't know you don't know what happened. What back in the day when I first started this show, like uh, over a year ago, I I do a thing. I used to do a thing every Wednesday called uh, Hump Day Promos, where mm-hmm. I would have fans send in a promo. We'd have a topic, whatever it's about. Uh, why uh, would you be a better head coach for the Jets than whoever? You know that type of thing, and or wrestling, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, and, and and we'd have an email set up. They would send a promo in, whatever. And and Kevin Cross, I think, was one of the first, like the first or second week, the first winner, the first winner. Thank you, Captain. The, the first winner, and I didn't know he was in the. I didn't know him, and his promo was badass and then he called the show and he said he was a wrestler and then because of him we have a new rule that fan i'm sorry wrestlers of any level cannot participate in update promo so uh, okay <laughs> but no yeah, yeah, I, he's, I, he's very good man Man, uh, he's a dude. He's he's a, he's a you know he's an MMA dude. Did Pancras, and uh, from the first minute that I met him, like his charisma, his his presence is there. And he wanted to. For a lot of MMA dudes, it's hard to transition to pro wrestling. Yes. Because it's just fundamentally different. You know, MMA is about going forward, forward, forward. Yeah, you got to give your body well, up in the ring and everything. Yeah, it's all totally right. Different pro world. wrestling yeah. is about giving. You're giving yourself. Right, so, right. But Kevin, man, Kevin, his work ethic is insane. And the dude, uh, he, his presence with his promos, uh, he makes you believe that he's a real scary, yeah. uh, a real scary dude. That's so sick. It's awesome. Yeah, he's going to be he's gonna be amazing on Lucha Underground, so watch out for him. Yeah, man, word up. So listen, brother, I appreciate you coming on. And and, uh, and look at man. you got to come back on again. Continued success with everything, uh, dude. I, I really mean that, sincerely. Thank you so much, man. I'm just out here grinding, bro. And uh, and you know, Ring of Honor, we are going strong. We got the final battle, like our one got TV in Baltimore this weekend, but uh, we got final battle in December. Uh, oh, actually, man, there's so much stuff going on. Survival of the fittest in Texas. But I know Cody Rhodes is going to be at Final Battle in nice. December. So Ring of Honor has just got a lot of good stuff going on. So if you if you're a fan, great. If not, check it out, man. What do you got to lose? Word. If you like if if you like Kevin Owens and you like uh, AJ Styles and all these different uh, guys, and and Cesaro. Dudes. That's what they started. <laughs> For the most part. Where do you think they, Where do you think they got? to be great at. Yep. So. ROH, bro. And uh, you there guys can follow Kenny at Kenny King PB 2 uh, Listen, brother, I appreciate it. I got to jump, man. Thanks so much, dude. Thank you so much for having me, Taz, bro. Good talking to you, man. Good talking to you, Ken. Take care, bud. So there you go right there, Kenny King, my man. Good job. Kenny King, we're running a little late here on the show. So Kenny King does an outstanding job right there. And uh, passionate guy, legit guy, tremendous worker. Uh, no doubt about it. Like I said, he's underratedly talented in the ring and on the microphone. Everybody on Facebook Live, I appreciate it. It was show it was real busy today. I didn't get a chance to give you guys a lot of love, but I know I see a lot of thumbs up Jones and I see a lot of hearts. And uh, that's really nice. And for all the uh, slunkers on the uh, Facebook Live, uh, because soon that'll be gone. Uh, yes, and you'll have to go to <laughs> TazShow.com and watch that. When is that happening? Why are you asking me? Oh, there you go. <laughs> no one cares. That's called Mailing in Jones. He's like, I'm quitting the show. I have nothing Shit, to do. I'm not it. allowed in those meetings since okay, I'm listen, leaving. Listen, stop the crap. Okay, so here's the deal. Monday's Halloween, and apparently that's a big deal, right? And it's like the orange and black holiday. Got it. Okay, yes. No, Total I, hack job. Total if, hack yes, job. If anybody shows up here in a costume, they will be fired on the spot. I am telling you that right now. Fired. Captain, do not wear an eye patch. I will not. Don't. I'll come dress up as an audio producer. Just yes, a good one this time, please. Show up as whoa, a good one. <laughs> what the hell? Wait a minute! I can't do that. I kill my gimmick. Matt Lauer will have none of that. 
So, yes, uh, fourth, fifth quarter city right here. Look at this. We're rock and rolling. Uh, that's what I do. Uh, on that note, I'm ending the show. All right. uh, so, <laughs> so, listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Gave you guys a preview of uh, Hell in a Cell this Sunday. I'll, I'll talk about that on Monday. Uh, I'll break it down for you. I'll do my, my <laughs> Hell in a Cell breakdown like all the other podcasters. Break it down for you. Except I'm going to bring a 30 years of friggin' experience, you bastards. But look, enjoy the weekend and all that stuff. And uh, thank you to Kenny King for jumping on the show, my man. Podcast version of the show, audio, audio on demand, will drop shortly. And the video on demand also. You guys have a good weekend. Be at you on Monday. Adios. Against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man. They movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same. Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered the kids' meal, play ball, that's all day now. I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me wondering where they got the Bacardi at. To go and pour another drink just to get away, we gotta live it up, Carolina here to stay. I'm hoping I won't let you go. Back since I was shooting hoops, new issues, you know what I've been going through. And it's for the team, no, I go for my dreams. I've been on tours and screens.